Welcome to episode 18 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, as always, Graham Cochran. Glad to have you here today. We're going to be talking about some myths about earning six figures today. I think this will be a fun conversation and hopefully a helpful and practical one for you as well. Not just some commentary, but some some hard content that might help you out today. If you ever thought about reaching for six figures or you have already hit that goal and uh, maybe you've experienced some of these myths and this might encourage you if you're a little confused and that might make sense to you later on as we get into the conversation. You're like, why would I be confused if I'm hitting six figures? Shouldn't I be celebrating? Well, yeah, you should celebrate. That's an awesome achievement. We're gonna break down three critical myths that I think are thrown out there a lot I'm teaching business. I follow a lot of business coaching, read all the business books, and six figures is a number that's mentioned a ton as sort of a benchmark of wealth and revenue generation and success, Uh, but there's a lot of bad information out there about reaching six figures, and I'm just sick of it. So we're going to talk some real talk today. Before we jump in, quick announcement. Hopefully, you have been enjoying the Six Figures and Beyond workshop training that I've been putting on the last couple of weeks. And hopefully you've checked out my brand new Six Figures coaching community. I want to let you know that there's just two days left to join at these early bird founders rates. So on Thursday, August 22nd, the doors are closing. What is this? If you haven't checked it out, this is a private group coaching community for business owners like you. If you've already started your business, even if it's only making a few hundred bucks a month, but you kind of got the basics going, but you need help, this community is for you. Every month, there's three three elements to it. Every month, there is brand new masterclass trainings on a variety of topics, whether it's webinars, whether it's uh, productivity, whether it's sales copy. I'm going to be bringing you a brand new training every single month But the big wins are every month, live group coaching call with me so I can coach you in your business and help you out, answer your questions directly. And even more powerful than that, I have a private curated community where it's just us hanging out. Think of it like a private Facebook group, but not on Facebook. You can do it on your phone anywhere. You don't have to be a Facebook user. There's no ads. There's no distractions. It's just us helping each other in our businesses. And my goal is to be in there as your coach, getting you from maybe a few hundred bucks a month or a thousand bucks a month or even $50,000 a month and get you over that six-figure hump and beyond and be your coach in a more tangible way than even my online course can give you because it's the ongoing follow-up and the coaching. So again, brand new masterclass trainings every month, live Q&A coaching calls with me, group coaching calls, and the private community, and some sweet bonuses that you can't get anywhere else. And it's all available at grahamcochran.com slash community. And the best part about it is I've only got two more days that I'm keeping the doors open. Once these doors close, you can't join until I open it again. And I don't even know if I'm going to open it again this year. But not only that, the next time I open it, the price is going up. So if you want to join at these crazy early bird founders rates and lock in that price for life, then you got to join before August 
22nd, this Thursday. So check it all out at grahamcochran.com slash community. All the details there so you can see if the community is a good fit for you. If you've been thinking about coaching, a lot of you have DM'd me and asking for one-on-one coaching. I think this is going to be a better fit for you, much more affordable than one-on-one coaching, trust me. But there's going to be a lot more community as well, and it's going to help you reach your income goals. All right, let's jump into the myths uh, today. And I want to quickly share with you sort of what it looked like for me when I first hit six figures, because I was a guy that knew nothing about business in general and online business in particular. And if you know my story at all, and I've shared it on the YouTube channel before, and I've shared it on my website a little bit, um, I was kind of forced into starting an online business, lost a job in the recession, and was just trying to blog and make YouTube videos, hoping I would get some interest for freelance work because I'm a recording engineer by trade. And what happened instead was there was so much excitement and momentum around the content I was sharing. And I wasn't trying to be a teacher or educator, but that's what people seemed to want, that I kept making more videos and writing more articles and sending more emails and just sharing everything I knew about the subject. And I realized that people wanted more and more and more. And I decided maybe I could try to monetize this somehow. And that led to my first course. And I shared all my mistakes in my first course a couple episodes ago in episode 14. The three, the three big mistakes I made with my first online course. It was a nightmare. So you can go listen to episode 14 and check that out. But I was living in that, when I got going, 500 bucks a month, $1,000 a month world uh, for about 18 months. Uh, and during those 18 months, my family and I were on food stamps. Like I, that's how literally I wasn't making enough money. My wife was staying home with our first daughter at the time. And she was a freelance wedding photographer, but we were in a new state. She didn't have a big business clientele down here in Florida at the time. So she was trying to take weddings whenever she could to supplement, but we were living on government assistance. I'm trying to monetize my blog. I'm like second guessing every moment of my life. Like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I should just go work at Home Depot. And I don't know, even know anything about Home Depot. Uh, but it was a weird time and a stressful time, and it wasn't really growing fast. There was constant growth, but it was slow. So my vision was this might only ever be a $2,000 a month thing, and that's okay. If I could supplement my freelance work with $2,000 a month, that's amazing. So I was just set on that. In year two, halfway through year two, so 18 months in, I launched my fifth and sixth courses. Yeah, that's how quickly I was launching courses. I don't know if they were any good, but my fifth and sixth courses were actually hits. They were actually good. And at that point, really the web traffic and YouTube traffic had picked up a bit. So more people knew about me and those courses really started to sell. So the second half of my second year, I brought in a lot more revenue very quickly. So much so that by the end of year two, I had hit $60,000 that year, which was incredible. Um, but it all came in the last half of the year. So you can sort of see momentum like starting to pick up. It was like nothing, nothing, nothing for 18 months. And then those last six months really ticked up. And I thought, this is it. I've I've reached the, the dream. I'm making 60K a year working from home, talking about music. How cool is this? And that is true. Little did I know what was about to happen just one month later. That's right. In the first month of year three for me, that, 5K a month that I was averaging doubled. I was doing 10K a month a month later and every month since. And it averaged out, but by the end of the year, I did over $120,000 of my third year. So 
again, I'm doing maybe a thousand bucks a month in my first year after I launched something, so nothing in the first few months. Second year, I hit $60,000, but it, most of it came in the back half of that year. It wasn't until the beginning of year three that very quickly that hockey stick curve took off and I was reaching six figures. And from there, the sky just opened up and I just was blown away by what was possible. And it just changed the face of how I thought about what this little business, this little side thing was. Uh, and by God's grace and a lot of learning and trial and error, now a decade into it, that little business is a seven-figure business, which is incredible. So I've seen a lot happen from going from a $500, $1,000 a month business to six figures to now seven figures. And so I know that six figures, uh, which is $100,000 a year or more, um, is a game-changing amount of money. Statistically, anywhere you live, that's a game-changing amount of money, minus a couple of cities that might be average or like the minimum you feel like you would need. But it's a lot of money, and I understand that. And I think that's why we hear that term six figures thrown out because obviously it can mean more than 100000 You can be making 900000 and that's a six-figure income. It's a multiple six-figure income. But when you hear people reaching for six figures, I understand why. You know, the median income in America is just over $60,000 a year. So that's another $40,000 in addition to what the typical American household is making, which is game-changing money. So even if you're just at the $100,000 a year mark. So I get it. I get the goal. I just did a whole free training on how to reach six figures and beyond. And like I just mentioned at the beginning of this, I'm opening up a whole community called Graham's Six Figure Coaching Community. The whole goal of the community is to help coach you, give you the training, and get you the encouragement and feedback you need to get your business to six figures and beyond. Why? Because it's game-changing, life-changing money. But everyone's talking about six figures. You might be sick of it. You might be looking for it. You might have just hit it. Wherever you are, there are a lot of myths out there about what it takes to reach six figures and then even what it looks like once you do. And we need to talk about them because I'm never going to lie to you. I want to be a voice of reason. Um, I want to, if I'm older than you, be your big brother. Or if I'm younger than you, be your little brother that's helping you out. And so, so much of that involves not just giving you tactics on what to do, but putting all that in the context of your whole life because you cannot compartmentalize any decision you make because every decision and action you take affects every other area of your life. So let's talk about these. Ready? Myth number one. In order to hit six figures, you gotta hustle more. You knew I had to throw in the, the hustle. I hate, hate the word hustle. You should too. Look it up in the dictionary. Go to Webster's Dictionary, type in hustle, and look at what you find. You're not going to like what you find. It is a negative word. It involves prostitution. It involves swindling and theft and deception. Not a word I want to say. Not a word I want to associate my business with. Mm -mm. It was, for the longest time, a negative word that has somehow become trendy, somehow become a badge of honor. And what we mean by hustle these days is push, push, work, work, 
stay busy, stay hungry. We elevate that because we look at someone who's just crushing it, just constantly responding to every Facebook and YouTube content uh, con, uh, comment, excuse me, and every DM on Instagram, and they're pumping out content, and they're doing webinars, and they're doing all the things. We look at that, and because of the culture that we're in, we actually envy that. How sick is that? We envy that as if working more and working all the time and staying up all night with your laptop and taking your laptop on vacation is the goal or is even a desirable thing. First of all, most of the people doing all that stuff aren't very successful. Trust me, I know. I know a lot of those people. They come to me broken, exhausted. They've been doing all the things, probably even better than I have in terms of how much stuff they do, but the revenue's not there. Or the revenue's there, but they work 80 hours a week to get it. That's not a win, okay? Hustling more is not the goal. One reason why is that hustle is laziness in disguise. Laziness. That's right. It is lazier to hustle than it is to do what I try to teach you to do, which is to work less, but strategically, okay? There's a reason why the tagline for this show is, I'm going to help you build your online business, work less. How do those things go together? I want your business to grow, but I want you to work less because it involves strategy. Hustle is what you do when you don't know what's strategic. When you don't know what's strategic, you think, Graham, I'm making $30,000 a year in my little business. I want to reach six figures. I just got to do more. Just get more posts, more emails, more Facebook lives, more, more, more. Answer all those messages and emails and all the stuff. Just do more. That's lazy. Anybody can just do more. It doesn't take any strategic thinking to just do more stuff. It takes more work and it's more diligent of you to stop doing for a minute and look at the numbers, look at the research, look at the data, look at your experience in your business and figure out what of all the things you've done is actually making a dent. What of all the activities you do is actually drawing revenue to you and growing your business? And what if it's just, what of it is just stuff that you're doing? Busyness. The 80-20 rule would tell you that 80% of what you're doing is only leading to 20% of the results, meaning you could cut it all out and you'd only drop revenue by 20%, but you'd free up four-fifths of your time to then double down on the 20%, the stuff that actually makes a difference. It's smarter and harder to stop and think for a moment and figure out what is strategic. I think we're insecure. We don't know what's strategic, so we just do all the things. Plus, we see everyone else doing all the things. And so we just figure that's what we got to do. But that's why I'm here. I'm here to share with you what is actually strategic so you can ignore the 80% of stuff that everyone's doing, killing themselves for, actually work less, be available for your friends and family and your own health, and grow your business at the same time. What a concept. What if you could grow your business by actually working less in your business? <gasps> Wouldn't that be nice? So myth one is you just need to hustle more. Not true. We just talked about in the Six Figures and Beyond workshop that I've hosted this last week, about something that's blown away my business and game changed it. And it's called the 64-4 rule. And the idea is I love the 80-20 rule. Look at your products. Look at your customers. 
anything and analyze it, and you're going to see this lopsided uh, ratio. When you look at your customers, 20% of your customers actually are generating 80% of your revenue. And that's a game-changing thing to realize that there's no such thing as an average customer because some of them will spend a lot more. But if you take that 20% of your top customers, if you do an 80-20 analysis of that 20%, you go deeper down. Okay, and this is something I learned from Perry Marshall, who's a brilliant marketer. You go deeper down in the 20%, look at the 20% of the 20%, which is your four top 4% of total customers. Those people statistically will generate 80% of your 80%, aka 64% of your total revenue. Super lopsided. There's a 4% slice of your customers that generate 64% of your revenue. That means, in another way of saying it, that 4% of your customers are willing to spend 16 times what most of your customers will spend. They're different. They're not like everyone else. And the way to hit six figures is to make products for those people. Make products for the 4% at premium prices, 10X, 16X, 20X, sometimes 100X the cost of your base product because they'll pay it. They want it. They see the value in it. Not everybody does. It's not a good fit for them all. But for that small percentage, it's the right fit. And the margins are huge. The value add is huge for them. They're happy to pay for it. And you can boost revenue tremendously by only catering to a small group of people. It's not that you ignore the rest of your customers. It's just that you, you strategically build out your product line so that you have products for the top 4%. That is so much smarter takes a little bit more upfront thought and planning and research at the beginning, but it leads to disproportionate results without you having to hustle more. So the first myth is you just need to hustle more. You don't. You need to be strategic. You need to figure out who your top 4% of your customers are, the people that spend the most with you, that want everything you offer, and figure out what else you could give them that's a premium experience, a premium product. Okay? A good example that I like to use is that we all understand are hotel rooms, okay? There's lots of different hotel rooms, different tiers of hotel rooms, but the bulk of them are going to be your standard room, two double beds, one king size. They're all going to be the same size. If you were to cut up a hotel, most of the rooms, 80% of them are going to be all the same size. And it's just different numbers and where they're located. And some might have a nicer view than others, but for the most part, same price, same size, same amenities for most customers. And there's a lot of money that comes in there but there's always some rooms at the top. The penthouse suites. There's not very many of them, but they literally cost 10 times what a normal room would cost. You might spend 200 bucks at a, a Hilton for just a basic hotel room, but at the top, you're gonna have a $2,000 a night, $1,200 a night, $1,500 a night, super dope penthouse suite. That is something built for the top 4% customers and the margins are super high and most people can't afford it. Most people don't want it. Most people would laugh and say, I would never spend that much. <laughs> it's okay. That's not who you're, you're targeting. You're targeting the 4%. So if you can think strategically and understand this lopsided nature of your customers, you can reach six figures without working harder, without even working more. You just work smarter. And that's a huge part of how I've been able to leverage my business. How, do you think I work more earning seven figures than I did earning six figures or that I did earning $1,000 a month? 
I work a lot less to generate that revenue and in large part because of creating products for these different types of customers over time, okay? Myth number two, and this might be different for some of you, the ones that feel like six figures is within my grasp, but I just need to hustle more. There might be another group of you that's thinking, and this is myth number two, that it's really hard to reach. Ah, oh, it's so hard to reach six figures. It's a myth. Now, I'm not trying to come down on you. I'm not trying to be harsh or cold. I've been there when I was only making $1,000 a month and didn't know what else to do. But if you build a passive income style business like what I teach every single week here, if you do the things I'm telling you to do, if you take the time to do them right, and you build a business that doesn't depend on you serving customers all the time, doesn't depend on you putting in hours, but a business that is scalable. That's what passive income is. It's scalable income, where you have a finite amount of work that hopefully is ever decreasing every single year, but scalable results. If you do what I'm saying, then six figures isn't hard, it's just math. And it's the math on two different axes, right? There's the math of time. Over time, you just get more momentum if you do these things right. It's, it's hard to get six figures in your first month, okay? You need time. Time is a factor. Remember my story. I didn't reach six figures in my first year. Some of my students have done that. You might have been able to do that. I wasn't that smart. Couldn't do it in one year. Didn't even do it in two years. But in the beginning of year three, over that amount of time, that's how much time it took me back then with my limited knowledge and experience and confidence to reach six figures. Time is very important in this. It's just the math of time, and then it's the math of audience, okay? Over more time, as your audience grows, your finite amount of work scales, and what you're doing to create $1,000 a month or to create $5,000 a month now can create $10,000 a month or even $20,000 a month. You're not really having to do much else. Your same email funnel, your same content strategy, your same sales copy that gave you $50,000 a year in your business can easily give you $100,000 a year in your business. There's nothing you need to change. And this is one of the biggest bonus myths, I guess, out there that I hear is I see people who are stuck at $50,000 a year. And that's a huge accomplishment, by the way. I am not minimizing that. All this talk about six figures, remember what I told you about when I hit 60K a year, I was blown away. Making 50, 60K a year in your online business is a huge achievement. You're set. You're set. You're doing what most people would dream to do, to be able to work from home or work wherever you want, doing work you truly believe in, helping people, improving the world, do it flexibly, with a flexible schedule and earn a great living that most households earn in this country, amazing. But I see a lot of people at that level, 50, $60,000 a year, and they're not able to break into the six-figure mark and they see people doing it and they think they're doing different stuff. They've got better sales copy. If I just had better sales copy. They, it's the webinars. I need to do more webinars. Uh, I need to run Facebook ads. That's what I gotta do. None of those things are bad. I like webinars. They're very effective. We just talked about them last week. 
Okay. I love writing better sales copy. It's really important. We talked about it, I think, back on episode 11. I don't love Facebook ads, but they can be effective if done strategically. So that's a hit or miss. But you don't need any of those things to break into six figures. You just need more time and a larger audience. That is why I'm big in the content game because over time, if you're pumping out good, relevant content and listening to your market, you will grow your audience. And when your audience grows, your same email funnel, your same product or suite of products can just make more money. There's not much else you have to do. It's just math. So I don't want you to change up your whole strategy. It's not really until you're hitting multiple six figures and you're stuck there and want to get to seven figures that you really need to rethink some things. There is some shifts that need to happen to go from multiple six figures to seven figures. And I felt that. And maybe at some point I'll do an episode on that where I felt like I plateaued at about half a million. I felt like that was kind of where I was plateauing for a bit and I needed to make some changes to get over the hump into seven figures. But not when you're hitting $50,000 a year. If you're not hitting six figures, it's not because of your sales copy. If you're already doing 50K, something's working. You just need more people and more time. So that's a huge myth. It's just math. I'm not trying to minimize it. You can do this. I want to give you some encouragement. Let's get to the third and final and maybe the most important myth about reaching and earning six figures. You ready? Myth number three, you'll be satisfied when you reach six figures. The myth out there, maybe this sounds hypocritical from a guy that's, that's trying to get you to join my six-figure coaching community, but trust me, it's not, and I'll explain this in a second. There's a myth out there that if you're earning six figures a year, if you're making $100,000 a year, even $200,000 a year, whatever, that you'll be happy, that you, all your problems will go away. You'll be satisfied or most of your problems will go away. You know, maybe we're realists and we understand that life is hard no matter what income bracket you're at. But deep down inside, we we actually believe all our problems will go away. We'll be happy. We'll be satisfied. You know, what's funny is that when you first hit it, you will at first. I know my wife and I were. That first year we crossed over into six-figure territory was a great year. We were able to buy a new house. Uh, and we, we, we didn't even need to sell our other house. We were able to keep that as a rental because we had more money to put down another down payment on another house without having to sell the first one. So we, we were super pumped about that. We were able to become real estate investors. So we were able to buy a nicer house in a nicer neighborhood that had a better recording studio space for me and more room, uh, had a better pool, you know, in the neighborhood for the girls and everything. We were able to buy a brand new car and by car, I mean, minivan, <coughs> minivan, not the coolest car, but great family car. It's black at least. and has really cool blue limousine lights in it, but it's still a, a minivan. But we bought it cash, which is awesome. Um, we were able to take some super dope trips. It just was fun. That first year was a lot of fun. And I'm not trying to you know, rain on anybody's parade, if if and when, let's just say when you reach six figures, because again, it's all about strategy and math. When you reach six figures, it's fun. And you need to have fun. 
At every milestone, you need to reward yourself and do something that will make you remember it and go, man, all this work has been worth it. And we had fun. And we made some smart purchases that helped our family, like the house and the van. We also did some fun things like go to a really expensive restaurant just to order whatever we want, you know? That is really true. But then something strange happens. As you're making six figures, you realize two things. One, the subtle pressure of how do I make six figures again next year? Like, how do I even keep this up? You start to feel this pressure of, was I just lucky that I made it? Is it even sustainable? Was it just a good year and it's not the new norm? So there's these fears that creep up. But there's also, on the flip side, this ego that creeps in of, oh, if 100,000 is good, I want to do 200,000. I see people making multiple six figures. So that that's what I need to reach for. And while I'm all about having goals, and believe me, that was my goal as well, I can tell you from experience that it's a little soul-sucking. To make $100,000 a year or more is a huge achievement. I mean, it's usually doctors and lawyers and investment bankers that are making that kind of money. I don't have a degree like that. I have no hope of being a doctor, a lawyer, or an investment banker. Okay? So for me to reach $100,000 a year was a big deal. I'm a musician. Okay? I have a virtually a communications degree and an audio degree. Okay? So I was thrilled. This is a rare thing. There are people with just high school degrees, no college degrees, doing six figures. That is amazing. There is no need for you to go beyond that. So I, I know from personal experience, there is that, and it doesn't go away, itch of, and it's almost like a whisper in your ear, like, yeah, six figures is great, Graham, but what if you did multiple six figures? And then when I was blessed enough to reach that level, it was, well, there are people out there doing seven figures. Why can't you do that? It's a little punishing and a little soul-sucking because once you reach another echelon, there's another echelon to reach. And there's always somebody above you. And there's that whole uh, axiom of we're constantly, if life is a ladder, we're constantly looking above us to the people above us on the ladder, which only leads, leads to discontentment. And we never stop to look down the ladder at people that aren't at our level to give us some perspective of how blessed we are. Uh, and we could have a whole conversation about the global economy and where you are on a global scale when you're making $100,000 a year or even just $30,000 a year. But safe, safe to say, as someone who has been there, as your big brother in this space, take it from me that once you reach six figures, because I know you will, once you reach six figures, it will not satisfy you. King Solomon says in the book of Proverbs in the Bible that um, and in Ecclesiastes, that the ear is never satisfied with hearing, the eye is never satisfied with seeing. And he's talking about his whole life. That The whole book of Ecclesiastes tells about this. This is historically the richest, wisest person that we know of. Uh, he was a Hebrew king, and he built the temple. He was a brilliant man. Just look him up historically. Just a brilliant, rich guy. And uh he had access to everything. And he spends this whole book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible describing all the things he decided to do to look for happiness. 
And some of it is he like built all these beautiful gardens and homes and houses. And then he had like entertainers and singers and performers in his home. And then one of it was like sexual experiences. And he had all these women and concubines and all these crazy things. Again, he's not, not the best dude. Again, if you read the Bible, you realize these people aren't always role models. They're human beings that do stupid stuff. And he tried everything. And at the end of the book, he's like, it didn't satisfy. It's all pointless. It was all fleeting. He calls it vapor. It's like smoke that you can't hold. You hold onto it and it's gone. And, and we're always itching for more is kind of the thrust of the book. And, uh, and so you have to, in his case, he's saying, you got to put your hope in God. I'm just telling you, religious or not religious, you're not going to be satisfied with however much money you're making. You're just not, you're a human being. You're not, you're going to always want more. Or if you don't want more, you're going to wonder what would life look like? Or could I reach that goal? And having goals again, isn't a bad thing, but I'm just here to tell you anyone who promises you, if you hit six figures, you will be happy. is only giving you a half truth. And that's why from day one, when I started this business, I was very honest. Let's go watch some of my earliest videos about the reality of having a business. Your work is not your identity. Go watch that video. When you make it your identity, when you think a certain amount of money will satisfy you, you are just putting yourself on this emotional roller coaster that never satisfies. Okay, Graham, <laughs> that's Debbie Downer. Um, then what's the point? What's, why, why reach six figures? Why have I created a coaching group that's literally called Graham's Six Figure Coaching Community? Why am I helping my students reach six figures every month in this group. There's one humongous reason. Are you ready for it? The more money you make, the more you can give away. The more money you make, the more you can give away to people, charities, and causes that need it. This is the single biggest reason to be in business. This is what I love about entrepreneurship. You ready? There is nothing like entrepreneurship. You create a business that has a product or a service that actually makes people's lives better. It could be creating toilet paper for all I care. That makes people's lives better. You make a product or service that actually makes the world a better place every time you sell something. That's win number one. When number two, you get a good living because when you own your business, your income is not capped and you can actually live a more expanded life financially and do things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do. I'm able to travel and eat at nice restaurants and pay for my kids to go to private school and buy a nice car and fly my in-laws down because they can't afford a flight to stay with my kids because they're willing to watch my kids while I take a trip with my wife and I want to bless them or I pay off a friend's debt or I help you know, buy somebody a car or I help somebody with an adoption. I mean, there's amazing things you can do for those around you that enhance your financial life for those close to you and yourself personally. That's both fun and exciting. So you're making the world a better place. You have a higher standard of living, which is an amazing thing too. But then number three, because at some point, that first one never stops. You're always making the world a better place. Hopefully you got a good product or service that's just awesome. Even if it's just entertainment. I love comedians. I'm thankful for comedians because they make my life better by making me laugh, okay? And number two, at some point, you can only spend but so much money. 
That's why there's number three, which is the biggest reason to hit six figures, to shoot for six figures and beyond, is you have the ability to create wealth and give it to those who can't. Not everyone has the skill, the drive, or the opportunity to build a business and create wealth. When you create wealth, you can give it away in a lot of amazing ways. You can hire people. That's wealth that you're choosing to give away. But you benefit from it because it can leverage your business, but you're creating jobs. How awesome is that? But you can just straight up give your profit away. You can give your profit to your church, to a charity, to a nonprofit that needs help. When hurricanes strike, like they do a lot here in Florida, you can just cut a check to the Red Cross or whoever. You can really genuinely help people. And this is something that's near and dear to me and my wife's heart is giving. We actually feel like the reason why God has blessed our businesses to the level that he has is for the purpose of being generous to others. It's not just that we have more money to spend on ourselves. So at this point, full disclosure, we give about 35% of our business profit away every month. And our hope is to increase that percentage every year and just give a larger percentage of what we earn away. And we choose to give it away in three different areas. We give a big chunk of it to our church because we believe in the mission that our church has, helping people find God, restore marriages, restore families, and it's they're involved in our community in a huge way and bought into our community. So we support our church financially. We support Compassion International, which is an organization I love. It is a sponsorship program where it helps get children and their families out of poverty through a sponsorship model where you sponsor a kid somewhere around the world for $38 a month, and it gives them access to education, medical needs, food, and shelter if they need it. And then there's additional uh, sort of privileges that the family gets um, once one of their kids are sponsored. So right now we sponsor 10 kids through our family and our girls love it. If you have kids, it's a great way for your children to understand how impoverished most of the world lives and how blessed we are to live in a country that has freedom and access to, you know, electronics and, 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 and capital, uh, capitalism and free markets where I can build a business. And we have all kinds of roads that are smooth, clean water, like basic things, right. That the rest of the world doesn't have. And your kids don't know that. So it's a great tool for our kids to better understand how the rest of the world lives. Um, but then not only the kids that we sponsor, we partner directly with the organization and just fund a lot of building projects and a lot of, um, even entrepreneurship projects. We hosted an entire program uh, where we gave kids a whole grant to pitch a business. Um, and the winning business got funding to start his business. And the other ones got a little bit of funding as well. And they all got coaching and business coaching. So teach them to become entrepreneurs and change their family tree, which is super near and dear to my heart. But we, we fund that organization because we believe in it. And then we have a third category, which we call undesignated giving. And undesignated giving simply means it's a savings account that we dump our percentage into every month until we see a need. And that could be, you know, someone that we meet is struggling and for the specific need and we just cut them a check. It doesn't have to be an organization. It doesn't have to be a tax write-off. It can just have a pile of money that we have there until we see a need. And it's huge. So we love undesignated giving. But that's just how we do it. But you have to understand, this is the reason why I'm passionate about you building your business and passionate about me building my business, why I still work, why I even started this second business. 
I was able to become super efficient in my first business, hire a team, expand, and now I'm needed less in it day to day for it to run. My bills are covered. We're fine. Why start another business? I had a guy on YouTube just this week say, like, why are you still making YouTube videos if you got a seven-figure business? You know why? So I can make more money to give away. I feel like that's one of the reasons why God put me on this earth was to generate wealth to fund organizations and people that don't have the ability to create wealth. Nonprofits do not have the ability to create wealth. You know what they have the ability to do? Ask for money. Fundraise, which is an important skill. But who are they fundraising? Where are they getting that money from? People like you and me who are business owners. It's up to us to go out in the marketplace and serve people, build a business, reach six figures, reach multiple six figures, reach seven figures, whatever you want to do, reach it and give a percentage of your profit away to people that need it. It is the, the driving force of my business. And if I ever get off track, and I do, like, oh, I really want to make more money so I can, I have to remind myself, no, that's not the reason why I work. My family's provided for, I'm having fun, I like what I do, but it's to be able to give wealth away. That's why I want you to hit six figures. And that's why I focus on building your business and helping you. And that's why I created this coaching community. It's just super important. The six-figure coaching community exists to hold your hand. Instead of just giving you training and courses, it's group coaching every month. It's a tight-knit community where I'm in there all the time throughout the week, helping answer your questions, the members helping each other out. This is a huge, huge thing on my heart to help you more intimately. And I want you to become part of the community. The doors close in two days. August 22nd, okay? And they close and they're not gonna be opening for at least a few months. I don't know exactly when I'm opening it the next time, but I know for sure when I open it the next time, the price is going up. So if you wanna be one of my early bird founders to honor you for being one of the first people to join this community, you can lock in the super low rate. All the details are at grahamcochran.com slash community. I want you to check it out there. See all the details of how dope it is and what you get. There's a bunch of sweet bonuses you get. I won't want you to miss those. But grahamcochran.com slash community. Join my six-figure coaching community before the doors close and lock in this early bird founders rate for life. As I increase the price, the next time I open it up to new people, your price will stay the same forever as long as you're a member as a way to just thank you for taking a chance and being one of the first people in the community. And again, I'll be able to hold your hand a lot more closely through a group coaching model to help you reach your goals. I want you to hit six figures. I want you to hit multiple six figures. I would love for you to live off of six figures, live off 100,000 and give 100,000 away every year. How awesome would that be? How much good could you do in the world if you made 100,000 for yourself and gave 100,000 away? It'd be incredible. So I wanna help you do that. And now's a great opportunity. Come join the community. Come be a part of what we're doing. Come be my student. And I hope to see you inside the community. And as always, thanks for listening to this episode, man. Thanks for being a part of this show. Thanks for supporting it. Thanks for the feedback. It means a ton. I know you're listening. I know you're watching on YouTube. And I'm here to help you any way I can. So continue to leave the reviews on iTunes. Continue to leave me comments here below the video. Uh, let me know what you want to see in a future episode. And I'll do my best to serve you in that way. Thanks for listening. Catch you on another episode real soon.